Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Puck Placement Podcast presented by Sports Ethos. Uh, we're back here after first week of the season. Very interesting week, to say the least. Um, we'll just dive right into it, give our overreactions, and then uh, we'll get you on your way to your week two. Um, as always, joined by Dovey. How are you doing today, Dovey? Day's going good, uh, you know, just, you know, getting things done that need to be done and, uh, you know, uh, you know, things, things are good. Things, you know, life's good. It's good. Uh, it's good. Doing her. We'll, um, uh, we'll uh, just start in the Eastern Conference. We'll move our way west. Uh, we'll start. Are, the we going, are we going by games played or, or like just how do you want to do that? Oh, no, I was just going to jump around the divisions. Uh, just wanted to start oh. out with, is there a, a contender that you're most concerned with in this division? Um, I mean, I think that right now, the only team that um, I'm, I've looked at in, in the Eastern, in the Atlantic, that I was like, interesting not expected is Buffalo losing their first two games. You know, mm-hmm. everyone else, you, everyone else, it falls within how I saw this going. I mean, Detroit, right. maybe I didn't expect to start off two and one. Um, like, you know, maybe they've, they've performed a tad better than I expected, but like also not so crazy when you look at who they're playing and things like that. Like, you know, they, they may be like, you know, second in terms of, Oh, that's kind of surprising. Wasn't expecting that, but like, Florida and you know Toronto and T- Tampa. T- I you know I'm I'm bullish on Tampa negatively, um and Boston. Like look at who they played and like yeah they're two and zero but like they played they like they haven't played any any team of they played Chicago and Nashville I think. Um, yeah, like uh... it's like not really not Nashville or someone else. Um, like it's not, I'm not like super impressed with you know, or like unimpressed with any of the teams so far. Like Buffalo, I th- I still believe in the team. Maybe we're a bit, you know, bullish that like, oh, like they did so many good things and the Darlene contract and the power contract and, you know, Levi's going to be great. I mean, like he's a rookie and he has no professional experience pretty much. So maybe we were a little bit bullish on Buffalo and maybe we undersold Detroit a bit. Um but otherwise, it's kind of as expected. Yeah, I like you said, Boston's have a pretty soft soft schedule. They face San Jose next. Uh, they beat Chicago and Nashville. So, um, not I'm not saying they didn't play well. I mean they they might be a huge under team based on how they're playing. And um, I guess we, it's just kind of it's it's fair to the way we judge them because of uh, all the lineup shuffling um, from the offseason until now. Um, for me, the interesting one is Detroit uh, and Buffalo, like you said. Detroit mostly because even though they've only played three games, they've shuffled the lineup every, like it seems like, each game, um, and they've gotten decent results. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, they've they've had to shuffle around because of, uh, I mean, Barry Grant's out. Um, they've moved Rasmussen up and down, sprung up and down. Um, Comfort has gone from center to wing and so forth. So it's interesting that they've uh, been able to play. 
Say it again. Well, that was quick. Yeah, it's just uh, be interesting how they uh, progress over the next week and a half um, if they keep doing this, or maybe uh, Lalonde is just trying to find a comfort zone for everybody. Um, Toronto, I think the. You know what? I, I think I I think that you know and we'll probably restate this like at least three or four more times throughout the duration of this pod that like there are teams that have played one game and there's yeah. teams that have played four and that's the schedule makers it doesn't really make sense but that's how it is yeah. um I like I think that you know everything we're saying comes with like oh but it's early it's kind of like in baseball like you're a week into the season you're not really coming out with like so many like definitive tapes but like you know we'll try to you know make it as spicy as we can within reason like you know you can't really judge too heavily like oh there's some goaltenders who have like a nine nine eight ninety save percentage and a three and a half or a four goals against average like they played two games like it's like what are you really going to take out of that yeah so, i'm not i'm not diving into stats at all at this point like you said but there are certain there are certain things that, you know, you can't fall behind too far. Uh, like the Sabres are, right. yeah. they're supposed to be on the cusp. So falling behind four points is uh, not a hole you want to dig as we saw from Ottawa last year, but um, yeah, Florida battling injuries is coming into the season. I, I guess my, the biggest thing, biggest concern, yeah, would be Buffalo. Um, it's not an overreaction. It's just, we expected them to start out hot. It's not like they, I mean, they face New York. That's a tough matchup. Um, but I, yeah, I, with Florida, I expected them. With Florida. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, the Islanders also not an easy start, but I expected them to beat them. They're also a massive, massive under team. You know, you got it. You have to just like totally outclass them if you want to have a, not, not like have a chance, but like be the favorite. Like if, if it's like, you know, you're just too kind of, underwhelming teams in terms of entertainment then florida the islanders are the best at being underwhelming and decent yeah i think um uh, with florida i would say the first thing that's like the first player that like you know i'm keeping my eye on is gustav forsling who i'm sure people own him because of the power play usage and stuff but like this guy should have pretty decent like run on the power play because Montour and Ekblad both seem to be like at least a month away I would guess more like than this guy could really I mean it's they said like between November and January so like that's not really saying much um I my my guess is you know one of them is probably closer to November and one of them is closer to January um but I would say that like Forsling I think that, like, Ekblad's just, like, fine. But, like, he's not unbelievable. Like, Forsling's 72%, I believe, in Yahoo leagues. But, like, he should probably be higher. And, like, he hasn't really done much. It could be, you know, some people will cut him because, you know, he hasn't really done much. But, like, that's the guy I look at him. Like, if anyone on that team is going to take a step in terms of fantasy in terms of helping anchor a blue line that's quite um under under stress and and uh, i i would look at him the more i mean the bad not not as far as fancy goes and yes he should give me a, get more run but he's 
for whatever reason, I think Ekman Larson is a better general out there. He's getting the first power play, and I don't get it. I mean, I, I think that that's how things will start, and I don't think it'll go that well when, you know, let's say they lose a couple more games and just he continues to not really be super effective. They're going to go to him because he was pretty decent last year. Yeah, and yeah, Forsling is better defensively. I, I know, it's, again, it's early, but Ekman Larson has kind of had yeah, that track record of he's, his I metric mean, not good. He's thir- he's 13% owned in Yahoo League, so um, yeah. it could be that, you know, maybe you want to pick him up in the short term if you need power play points or you want some assists. I did want to ask you, speaking of defensemen, I have Shabbat. Is there – I know he's a good player. I also have Shikrin, so I double-dipped because I'm extremely bullish. But is Shabbat a guy I should have less patience with? So I would say like this is that you can't cut him because he's really good. Um, Also, it's very contextual in terms of the categories or point system that your league works with. Like if there's like plus minus hits or shots or things like that, like he will contribute in other ways. But in my opinion, he's the third best defenseman on their team. Yeah. uh, After Sanderson and Chikrin. Um, I would try to move him. And, you know, see if someone will bite and they'll sell it. Like, they're thinking, oh, so maybe try and see if you could turn that depreciated, uh, deteriorated or depreciated. Not yet, at least. Yeah, um, so... But, like, I, I, I think it's a tough grind if you have Thomas Shabbat right now. Yeah, I have him, and then I have a couple guys I'm looking at, like, have on watch list. Uh, Wallman... Uh, who's pretty good uh, in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then who's the other guy? Um, but yeah, say say Wallman's an option. Like, is that probably not the right move so, at this point? I mean, the, the way I see it is that Shabbat will get points. He is a very high-quality guy. You look at Wallman, for example, he's much more like the method to Eric Carlson, metaphorically, for more insider. Like Wallman's gonna get you blocks. He's gonna he'll get you some assists. He'll get you pims if that's in your league. I don't think like he had 18 points last year and he played most, if not all, of the games. He's a good defenseman in real life. I'm not sure how much value he has in fantasy, to be honest. Okay, some other options I have. I'm looking at Drysdale. Uh, I love Drysdale. I love Drysdale. I think he. I think this is a breakout year for him. I think he's pissed off about the contract that he had to. And he he's he's going to put all of the effort in. You maybe you're a little bit concerned about injuries, but I love Drysdale. Yeah, I he's already got two points on the year, only two games played. Um, and that power play is going to be good, I think. Like they have a lot of pieces, and they're not fully healthy yet either. Like I I would try to find room to pick up Jamie Drysdale if he's available in your league. Yeah, I I'm leaning toward him. Or I was looking at Wallman. I just might be overreacting to the Detroit success, but um, another guy, Caden Gooley, uh, probably not a good option just because he's on the second pairing and doesn't get a lot of, he gets shots up, but not a lot of like as, as much time as the other guys um, like mm-hmm. Matheson. But I think Drasdale might be. The I, I think Gooley should be on your watch list. He's definitely not. I wouldn't pick him up yet though. 
Like yeah. I see he's six percent owned. That has to be in like super deep leagues or something like that, or massive leagues like fourteen yeah. team leagues. Otherwise, like I think it's really tough to justify him on, on your roster at this point when he's not on the top power play, he's not on the top pairing. Also, as as it's it's all dependent on your league structure. Yeah, but I, I he's definitely someone to keep an eye on. Uh, that being said, I think it's and like you know I watched him play against Toronto last week and he looked pretty good. Um, I like I don't I don't think like they lost six five in a shootout because of Caden Gooley. He's going to be an initial defenseman. He's going to be an initial defenseman for a while. Um, I'm not sure that he's uh, someone that like oh like immediate like you have to run and pick him up right now. Like I think you could wait on that and see oh is this go does this go somewhere or not really. Yeah. Um, I was going to talk about um, uh, We talk about how Tampa actually doesn't look good. Yeah. uh, And you were right about Perbix. He's a problem. (laughs) Yeah. I definitely wanted to bring that up. You definitely hit that one. Um, They don't look the same. They don't have depths. They don't have the – I mean – I don't like their bottom they're, six at all. They're just, they're just like. The, you look at the roster and you're like, this isn't impressive. This is, this is not the Tampa of yesteryear. This isn't the Tampa that went to three straight cup finals. It's not it, like they're missing so many pieces. They're missing so many, so much talent there, and they just have not been able to viably replace that talent from their factory the way they have in previous seasons. Like, yeah, not, not having uh, not having Vasilevsky obviously is huge. for sure. Yeah, for sure. That's that's a massive part of the of the issue. Well, yeah, but that being said, yeah, it's not looking great, and he's not going to be back till December at the earliest, if I'm guessing. Um, yeah, and it's a back, which it could be he doesn't. It could be he doesn't play a game this year. As concerning as that could be. Yeah, and they just lost uh, Stamkos. It's a day-to-day thing, but it looks like he's not going to play tonight. Um, and, uh, yeah, they're very power play dependent. That's pretty much what it comes down to. Um, and they don't have the skill guys to pick up, you know, draw penalties um, or as many, you know, you know, got to be deep and quick. Um, so, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely concerned with them, but uh, – um, um the other the other two notes I have from the Atlantic that we haven't talked about is Toronto's defense and uh, you watched the game I'm sure last night Chicago versus Tr- Toronto which was appointment viewing um Toronto's defense I think I looked at all three of the goals that Chicago scored last night yep. and all of them really come down to defensemen being out of position defensive breakdowns like not not that Chicago capitalize on the opportunities and we're going to get to them and I have lots to say about Chicago but Toronto needs to figure out what the heck is going on because like nothing, you want to be the, the favorite you want to be the one of if not the contender for the cup break the break the 50 plus year drought you need to figure that out and none of, none of that was you on. Can't, yeah, it's it's obvious, but like it, it it needs to be said and it needs to be shouted from the rooftops until something happens because like Samsonov can only do so much. Wall I thought was very good despite giving up three goals. I thought he actually performed pretty well. Yeah. It's, um 
you know, I mean, I I'm loving, I'm loving the offense, you know, this high flying, you know, 80 style offense. Oh, let's just score this. Let's score that breakaways, two on ones. It's lots of fun to watch. It's not sustainable. It's not, it's not at all sustainable. And they got to figure that out. Um, lastly, Montreal needs to put Primo in the net. Like you, like we talked about this in the preview, uh, yeah. you know, a couple weeks ago, Primo needs to be given the opportunity to show he's capable of taking that net. Like, otherwise you're just going to lose the asset and you're, you're going to have another Charlie Lindgren on your hands where uh, he's like, you know, not like a starter, but he's a NHL quality goaltender, probably of the better backups in the league. And, you know, th- I think that it's, it's really a massive mistake if they choose to continue to run out Sam Montembeau and Jake Allen. Yeah, I, I agree on that. And it's just unfortunate. They've also taken a hit with the injuries, but um and doc yeah. that, that that's brutal yeah doc geez i was like it wasn't even that big of a hit and uh i did not foresee him like getting double a- a- acl mcl stuff but um toronto right. yeah. hope he recovers too he's a good player yeah um but with yeah toronto it's 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 only the defense like i like their lineup they have good balance um they need a little more i mean like yeah. from- I was but, surprised, you know, they didn't claim Eric Robinson because their center depth is quite <laughs> suspect if if Minton doesn't work out. Yeah, and you just got to be more a little more patient with him. Um, yeah. yeah, like, I, I think that, like, you know, we understand as, like, the fan base understands this kid is 19 years old. He's never played above, you know, the WHL. He was going to be the captain in Kamloops and still might become the captain in Kamloops, frankly. But while he has, he, he he doesn't look like you know a stud quality third line center yet. We see the potential. We see that like oh, there's this is this is a guy for sure. It's but a question of is he going to be a guy this year? Yeah, but like you said, none of that's going to cover up all the gaps that happen on the back end. So yeah, it's not. I, I will say I will say though, Klingberg has really impressed me so far. Like I I thought that he's for the most part been de- pretty good defensively. The offense is just a game changer. Like having that shot, having that eye, that the hot, that offensive IQ on the power play is lethal. Yeah. If if John Klingberg is not owned in your fantasy league, why is he not on your team? That's I, that's all I have to say. Yeah. Uh, definitely valuable there. Um, in the Metro, um, no, I don't whole lot of surprises right i mean everything looks um, like i i have one are we sure obi's only 38 years old <laughs> everybody looks like, like there's he, he he looks like he's 50 yeah like like in the way he plays and physically like you know he does not look 38 years old um and and obviously he's still gonna go and score a stupid amount of goals but like this could be that this really could be the end and, and like, uh, and we we talked about how like you know they they they're very possibly going to be selling off assets in January and February and Oshie and Kuznetsov and some of the defensemen. Uh, this is not looking great, Washington fans. I'll just say that. Yeah, Mantha already healthy scratch. So, <laughs> um, Pittsburgh looks like they rebounded from the first night. Yeah, I mean, I, I I told you about Pittsburgh. Like, they got to stay healthy, but that team, 
like you're really gonna you just like like you saw how Crosby had that first face off against Bedard. Like he probably has been thinking about that since the schedule was announced. About how like yeah, I'm not losing to this kid. And like he 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 won it convincingly and authoritarian like with authority. And you know, Malkin looks good. Malkin looks younger than 38 or 37. I'm not sure exactly what age he is. He's one of those two. Um, and you know, Carlson hasn't had a wow moment, I think, yet, but like Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's they're good. They're good. I think I still think they're gonna make playoffs. And like, you know, was that game against Chicago so great last week on opening night in prime time? It wasn't so great. And then after that, they just went and rolled through two teams. Yeah, like, was, I wouldn't yeah. worry about them. You cited the face off, and I was like, Well, they lost that game, so <laughs> um but i'm talking about the i'm talking about the players like, yeah, yeah like we're talking about oh crosby he's 36 and malkin's 37 and Latang's 38 at least and you know like we're like we're like going through all this these things and like who are you who do you think you're talking about we're not talking about like joel ward and ryan reeves we're talking about Sidney crosby and again malkin yeah no i mean all fair i mean they came back the next game and crosby and malkin accounted for like all the scoring so I mean, again, it's early re- overreaction. I love it. Um, I I still think they drop pretty hard. It'd be interesting. I, I did. I like how the Rangers are playing. Um, oh, we should say they made a trade today. Pittsburgh did make a trade today. Yeah, some like minor defenseman's swap or something. Well, Ra- Ra- Rathbone's young, and um, I think this could work actually very well. This is like. This has potential to be a steal of a deal. Rathbone is a guy who, who you know, he was a big, you know, uh, off the ice story, like a, a good off the ice story. Um, I, I'm not sure if it was last year, or two years ago, and it just didn't work out in Vancouver. But like, it's a depreciated asset. M- might as well give it a go. Mark Friedman is uh, like a AHL, NHL tweener. Like he's a seventh defenseman, maybe a sixth defenseman on some teams. Um, this deal could work out very, very nicely for Pittsburgh. It could be a nice bit of business. Yeah. And we were talking about how we didn't love their D and this possibly could play a role in helping them shore that up a bit. Yeah. I know nothing about them. Um, So (laughs) I just figured it'd be irrelevant, but um, maybe not totally irrelevant. Um, What are your thoughts on the flyers? uh, They, are going to – I think we talked about this in the preview, but they play hard. They got some skill. They got some youth. They're going to play themselves out of a top, like, three pick easily. <laughs> like, uh, Car- Yeah, quite possibly. Um, I, I don't yeah. have any strong opinions on them right now. Um, I like their their top six. Is looks like they got great chemistry. Farabee's going to easily surpass his point total from last year. If he stays healthy, Couturier, Couturier, like you said, the guy's on fire already. Selkie Dark Horse, bet it now. I <laughs> wonder if he's still forty to one. Yeah, I was gonna say that value. I think he's yeah he's got like three or four points already. Um, yeah, great call on that. He looks good, looks fresh. Um, taking the whole year off was smart. Um, yeah. Are you, do you, are you concerned at all about Carter Hart? I mean, like, we don't expect him to go anywhere, but, like, he hasn't been good. I was concerned last year. Um, I mean, not 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 overly, but I 
I had him in my keeper league and I traded him. I, I don't see uh, how the ceiling gets back up to where it used to be. So, right. Yeah. Um, it's a quality goaltender, but uh, not a cup winning goaltender, I think would be. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could be. He's not like he's on an amazing team with an amazing defense. I think Sean Walker's decent and Cam York hopefully is going to take a step and. Like there's there's things there, but like it's not sure. like he's in the best situation to succeed either. Yeah, I guess he's not. I mean, how old is he? Um, I want to say he's twenty five or twenty six. Yeah, so plenty of time, and like you said, yeah, not on a cup caliber team, so that might be mm-hmm. skewing opinion there. Um, are you concerned with Timo Meyer in New Jersey? Um. um... I don't know. Yeah, I would say my main concern in New Jersey is what we said before the season, which was the goaltending. Like, I really think that this could be a problem for them. Um, you know, lost to the Coyotes, and I like the Coyotes. I think that they're better than advertised. Lost to the Panthers. Um, and that's kind of a tough one to swallow, all things considered, where the Panthers are right now. Yeah. And you beat the Red Wings four to three, like you've given up at least three goals every single game. Yeah. Yeah. Could you outscore your problems? You could. That's not a winning strategy, though. Also, they're um, like the Devils are to take a lot. They've been taking a lot of penalties, which is weird. Uh, I mean, those things tend to like sort themselves out, right? Um, I mean, Hughes looks amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, and as we expected, and like I think they're putting up things. I think like it, they they played three games. I I'm not bringing I'm not you know sounding the sirens on Timo Meyer yet. Uh, it seems his ice time is not really so high either. Not sure why that is. Um. Um. I think that, like people are more concerned actually about like Dawson Mercer. No. Um. I I wouldn't be too concerned. I. He sure as well. If you're gonna be concerned about Mercer, then he sure hasn't done anything. But I'm not too concerned. Right. He'll he'll figure it out. He figured it out doing you know bouncing around a couple lines last year. Right, right, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, they'll they'll tinker around. They'll figure things out. It's really my main concern. In New Jersey is the goaltending. Yeah, that's that's fair. It's definitely fair. Um, mm-hmm. I think it. We're not. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah, we're not going to talk about the Islanders even because, like, they played one game. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not ready to talk about them. <laughs> um, and then you know, there's the Rangers, which is like, I stand by them winning the division strongly. Shesterkin hasn't even played that great, and they're still great. Like, yeah, I'm like I, I think, I think that on their team, uh, fantasy wise, I would look at getting you know Lafreniere if you could trade for him or pick him up, like. I just I have this feeling it's the year, like you know he's he's already scored he scored early, um, you know I I think that this could work out very well I think he's on a line with Panarin who's just gonna feed him, um, so I I I think that you know it could be an asset that you could just pull, yeah he's on a line with Hedl and Lafreniere, uh and Hedl and Panarin um, I I would strongly look at. 
maybe picking him up or trading trading something low not a lot for him because like don't overbuy because you believe it because you're bullish on it yeah. um if you can if you can get it as you know a low cost thing oh this guy he has too many wingers or whatever like it, that could pay off very nicely for you especially I, in a keep league he is available in my league and so right now on my bench i have Arturi Lekkanen, who I, I want to no, keep keep him. Yeah, um, Beniers, I'm kind of worried about. We'll get to Seattle, um, and then Evander Kane. I'm also kind of worried, but we'll get to Oilers. But yeah, if would you or bench? It's a, I wouldn't cut. I wouldn't cut him for any of those guys. I mean, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think it's like functional to go through your entire team and like you know, uh, but like. I, and also, like, I, I definitely should be on the watch list. Definitely, you know, um, keep an keep an eye on him. You should be checking in on him once, maybe even twice a week, because uh, someone's gonna grab him. That's, yeah. I mean, that's what I think. I think Hedl's also available, but I, Panarin's gonna set up whoever's on this line. I think Lafreniere is the scorer. I think he's the guy who's he's gonna pot like twenty five. Um and lastly in that division Columbus. Columbus, yes. Yeah, so Columbus Merzlikens is looking not bad. And yeah. that was one of the biggest concerns is like, is he gonna bounce back to being Elvis Merzlikens? Right. Um and if he and if he looks this way, then I I think that that's you know definitely grab him for fantasy if you, if he's available in, in your league and yeah, um that defense is strong. There's you know lots of defensive there you know no 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 Toronto defense is not strong. Their defense is not strong. No. Well, I mean, I think it's their weakest link in my. You think their defense is the weakest link? Yeah, I mean, it kind of has been. How do you how do you explain? Because like I look at their team, I'm like, they're eight deep, and there's a lot of quality there. Well. It was just curious they they healthy scratch Bolquist, Severson got held, uh got one shifted in the third last night or last game. Um, they lose Rowinski. Okay. It's just there's just a lot of holes uh, for them to well one they just haven't defended as well as they can or what their uh, right. you know, degree can or says. Um, Jake Beans now mm-hmm. thrust into a top pairing. Provorov's fine. Um, but I don't, I just, it not, now that the group is what it is and how things have shaken out again, early shaken, how things have shaken out. I, they're a team I would look to bet overs on because of the lack of defensive high octane and the defense is not proven to be a stalwart yet. Yeah. Another guy I like on their team, taxi, grab him, grab him. Like center and wing eligibility, and the guy is silky. He's playing on top line, yeah. Do you like that? Um, how they got it set up? I feel like. Um. So the I'm looking at the lines right now, and for some reason, line A is listed as the center. That has to just be an error by accident. I would say like this. Um. Yeah, I so. don't think Alexander Texier has the ceiling to be a bona fide number one center. I think it's more Fantilli's role to take in the long run. Right. But I do like the player in a very significant like I think he's good. 
and um, I don't hate it. I mean, I think Gaudreau's getting a little bit boned being on the second line with Marchenko and Jenner, which isn't terrible, but like you pay Johnny Gaudreau $10 million. Like right. he should be on your top line. Um, I, I think that I don't think this is how it's going to stay, Yeah, but I don't hate how it looks. Does that make sense? Yeah. What if, I mean, what if you just swapped Gaudreau and Tissier and Texier? That, well, that, I mean, the problem is, is that Fantilli's not ready to be a number one center yet. I think Fantilli and Texier timesharing the center role works enough, and Gaudreau props up the Marchenko and Jenner that you have two, like, kind of solid lines in your top six. And, like, it's not, it maybe it's not optimized, but, like, you, you got to teach Fantilli the ropes, and eventually, hopefully, it could be line A, Fantilli, and Gaudreau. But at this point, making the top line too heavy, especially because Goudreau and Line A are not defensively so responsible either. Um it's it may not be super conducive because like it seems like Columbus it's they're not like tanking for um yeah. uh, I forget the prospect's name. Um well either way no, they're, I'm not, they're what? They're not in tank mode anymore. They're not in tank mode, exactly. Like the, to that point, like they're not in tank mode. So, I think that for them, like at this point, it's developing who you have, not putting yeah. more talent into the pipeline. Right. So, yeah. I think that that ultimately is what they need. They need to work on, and mm-hmm. this is probably the simplest way to do it in the short term. In the long term, it's not going to be how it goes. But I like Taxi even if he's on the second line. I think he's quite talented i'm worried that it's going to be a pretty tough struggle to get back or i mean they're not you know they're not out of it it's a weekend but without Wierenski, i think that uh, yeah hopefully that's not going to be so long yeah hopefully uh, um last in the central is carolina and like i don't really have so much to say i mean it's it's more just you know my my scars is that like, I don't think they're, I, I think their goaltending is frankly overrated. I don't love Freddie Anderson as a goalie. Watched him play for four and a half years, basically. Um, He's fine. And he, he showed, he showed up in the past couple of years for Carolina, but um, I really don't think he's of the highest quality. Um, Like of that top tier, he may not even be in the second tier. He's just good. Uh, so like when we talk about like, oh, Carolina is the favorite to win the cup and, you know, their goaltending is amazing. Like, I just think that I, I think that I, I think that that's hyperbolic and I stand by it. The other thing is um, I would probably look to get Tova Turvinen in your league. The guy's clearly on a mission to get as much money as possible. Yeah, he's got a hundred percent shooting percentage right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean that's obviously unsustainable, but he has four goals and he's hot. Well, yeah, and it's just weird that he's only. Well, it probably changed from yesterday, but he was like forty-five percent owned. Um, I put that in our uh, ads drops piece. Uh, he was definitely the top guy to add for sure. Um, yeah, I. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Like they've been playing playing a little disjointed. I don't like their power play. Uh, layout right now with two defensemen on the first one and second one, I believe. But um, yeah, there's need to pick one Burns or like uh, or D'Angelo or Shea. 
yeah, just simplify it. Um, get turbo back on the power play, the first power play and just go do, do what you did last year. And they, they just don't look the same as far as the, and advance a little flat, a little, a little bit. Flat. I think they get right tonight. Um, versus, uh, I want to say, and Jose, yeah. Um, well, I would have thought that they were going to get right against Anaheim too. Like yeah. I, th- I thought that that like they were down three nothing. I put money on the money line of like <clears throat> five twenty plus five twenty or something. I'm like, this is for sure going to hit. And then I checked back a little bit later because I was watching football and they lost. I was like, what the hell? You're playing Anaheim. Yeah, I've, the only excuse I'll give is that they played a really late uh, overtime, or yeah, late oh, the night before. Uh, yeah. Even so, Anaheim was also playing on a back-to-back. I, I really don't think it was justifiable. You, th- those are the back-to-backs that you got to win. Yeah, those... you have a quality backup. You have a deep, a very deep team. Even if you're adjusting the minutes accordingly, you're still outclassing them. That was disappointing. Yeah, no, it's a team. It's a gotta have it game, and they just didn't. So, I think they get right tonight. Um, and yeah, we'll see. Yeah, well, let's see if Mackenzie Blackwood is just an unbelievable force again. Yeah, <laughs> he had an insane game, and we'll get to them um, after the Central. Uh, we can shift to the Western Conference if you're ready. Um, All right, where where do you want to start? We could just go down the line. Um, Colorado looks pretty strong. Um, the no. o- the only thing I have to say is where is the weakness on this team? Like the moves that they made this offseason looks so smart. Miles My- Wood looks great. Johansson and Colton look like they're serviceable as, you know, your middle six centers. Yeah. Um, and yeah. like the defense is good. That pace contract is a steal. It's a steal. It's stupid that they got him at that low number. Um, and, you know, McKinnon looks great. Like I think, you know, Landeskog's, like we're in the second season of no Landeskog. So, it, the, do the cracks start to show there? But, like, even so, I'm not that worried. I would say my only – and it's not even big. It's just my only – be try to get – I mean, they got to get more out of Byram um, and Gerard. Right, yeah. Gerard, I mean. Um, so, you know, I'm nitpicking. Because by low on Byram, by low on Byram in fantasy. I, I think – I still think he emerges as a beast. Yeah, I forgot to say though. Also in Montreal is that Alex Newhook. That change of scenery also looks really good. Yeah, since we're on Colorado, and then yeah. uh, it just popped back into my head. Um, win win, like win win exactly. You got Ross Colton and his first round pick out of it. Like, and then that they, worked out. And then they get Druin, who was playing fine. Yeah, that's. It, I mean, that's just a fun story to watch because like Druin McKinnon reunited. And really hope that works out because he's clearly talented and he's out of the media cesspool that is Montreal. Uh, and hopefully he can flourish and yeah. get his career back on track. Yeah, nothing, nothing really to talk like overly uh, excited about, like when you know negatively or positively about Colorado. They look good. Um, I mean, it's only positives. It's just yeah, uh, surprising, right? Um, yeah, Chicago somehow in second place. Um, we're four games in, but they look much like a not like a contender, but I'm saying like well, 180 from last year, like they're playing defensively, uh, responsible, ending's mean, better. I mean, they dodged a bullet with Taylor Hall's injury. That's really good to hear. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, if Mrazek is able to maintain, if he's like turning back the clock to Carolina Mrazek, yeah, um, look out. Like this could be like one of those seasons where just like, oh, everyone's contributing. Corey Perry scoring goals and Nick Foligno's punching people and and on and on. Like, there's a lot to like about what's going on. Is it sustainable for 82 and to get them into the playoffs? We still don't believe it, and especially because Mrazek is Mrazek. Soderblom, you mentioned, you know, in the first pod, the first preview of the Central, like that was the guy as a Blackhawk fan that you were kind of bullish on and hopeful about, and he looked good last night. I, I will, I'll say, like, um, I, I think that this could, this, this could be real. It could be real. I'm not sure if it's real, uh, but I definitely am encouraged by what I've seen. Yeah, it's. I think we. Uh... Need a little bit more production. I want to just see progress on the on the special teams. That's pretty much all I want to see. Um, right. uh, the next two weeks will be telling on all fronts, but that is where I want because we just scored our first power play goal out of four games last night. So um, something to work on. I know you know they're shuffling guys around to see what fits where, but you know get Connor Bedard and the, the on the right wing. I think is the best spot. Um, for him and then uh, setting up you know radish and jones shots and stuff like that but we'll see um, i mean realistically for that power play to succeed you need a different weapon to emerge if they're going to go and make sure bedard can't do anything he yeah. needs to be able to create for others right. that basically they can't double team bedard it's kind of like in basketball like you know it, like if you have like the stud and he's getting double covered, there's a man open. That man open's got to bury it every single time that you can't double cover it. And yeah. right now they're just hounding Bedard and giving him no room to operate. So Taylor Hall and Seth Jones, they need to step up and that'll make the power play successful. And otherwise it won't. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. It's like the Ovi thing. Like they, if they take Ovi, yeah. they feed the bump or they feed the middle with Oshi and stuff like that. So they got to just create space elsewhere. So that's what I'll be looking for in the next uh, week or so. Um, the Blues, they've only played two games, much like uh, the rest of the division. But um, I don't have – I mean, they played Dallas tough. I give them credit for that. I don't have a whole lot to say on them. Is uh, I mean, is, is it impressive that you just went to the shootout twice? I like – some people will be like, oh, they're better than expected and Bennington looks good. For me, I'm like – they went to the shootout twice. They could easily be 0-0 and 2. Right, right. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm not too – I don't have really a strong opinion on, on them right now. Um, didn't get anything from, like, their bottom nine, essentially. So. Yeah, I mean, if, if someone's panicking that, like, Jordan Cairo hasn't done much yet, maybe try to grab him. Like, trade for him? Yeah, like I, I think he has one goal, like, and not much else, like a couple hits, a bunch of shots. Like, sometimes, you know, like when you have like these guys, like Kyrie scored 40 goals last year, people expect him, like, oh, he should be scoring like right. a lot. Like, I like you got to take advantage. You, you trust your studs, and if people aren't going to trust their studs, then take their studs away from them. Right. Um, this is, I saw. Yeah, if someone dropped Braden Shen, I I was tempted, but I I stayed away. I don't believe in it right now. Um, 
Dallas, uh, they played one game. Uh, and they There's not much to say. Yeah, it's just but, you know. not much worth saying. Um, Winnipeg, I would say, looks good. I like what they have going. They're um, well, not okay on their offense. <laughs> I like that. I like the, how they have the lineup. Yes, I don't like their defense at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Halibut's gonna be fine, right? Uh, yeah, no, that's a good point. I uh, what is he letting? I forget. Uh... Just eight goals in two games. Yeah. No. Uh. Seven. No. No, I nine. had eight. Nine. No, one of them's an empty netter. Oh, okay. Yep, you're right. Yeah, that's that's not a good trend. Um, but like I said, like that, and like what you said in the preview, uh, other than Morrissey, it's been kind of well, and Pionk hasn't been bad, it's just been that bottom four has been a black hole, and honestly, lost them that uh, lost them the game versus Calgary. It was Calgary, yeah, that was horrible. <laughs> I watched that live and I could not believe they did that, <laughs> Dylan and Schmidt. My gosh. Um, yeah, so it, yeah. It's, it's a black hole. That you said, yeah. You said it the way it is. That's all I got to say about that. Shifu looks sick. Kyle Connor looks sick. The uh, um, uh, looks great. Yeah, it looks great. Perfect fit for there. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Minnesota. Um, Boldy does not. It does not sound good. It does nope. not sound good. Um, so this might be a tough season. Gustafson got lit up on Saturday night. Like, that was dreadful. Like, the Leafs just decided to walk on Dallas, and they just dominated them. And he wasn't, he didn't really help his team. Like, it wasn't necessary. I think a bunch of them weren't his fault, per se, but like, like if you like, there were some that definitely were his fault. Like the Matthews goal that he scored, like next, he was like on the far side of the net at a bad angle and just shot it, went straight off of him into the net. Right. He, like it comes to mind, like you can't be letting that in. No. Um. But you know, otherwise, uh, I mentioned it preseason. Brock Faber. Uh, yeah. If you're looking for D, you're looking for points. This guy looks good. He looks, he's quality. He he hits guys. Um, he does he does it all. No, I um, agree. This this guy's a player. Um, the bottom the bottom six is still the bugaboo. Yeah, it, it yeah, but you know, it's um, not deep. Deep yeah, I, 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 I don't think Minnesota's making the playoffs. I said at the beginning of the season, and I stand by it. Um, they may finish lower than I thought they were going to because, yeah, this has been a, that was a that game was kind of like taking the 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 cover off my eyes. I'm like, oh wow, this team has flaws, real yeah. flaws, a lot of holes. I think they just lost another defenseman, but I could be wrong. Um. Thought I saw, but I could be wrong. That could have just and Spurgeon. Yeah, Spurgeon's been out, but yeah, Golgoski. Yeah, they lost Golgoski too, and that's not good. That's not good either. 
Uh, this could be a tough season for Wild fans. That could really yeah. could be. Um, but you know, there's it's you know you're two games in. It things could turn around. Uh, but that game probably was not so enjoyable on Saturday night. I'll say that. Yeah. Are they playing tonight? Uh, Montreal, enjoy. This game, bet the over in this game. It's at six and a half. You can't go wrong. There's no way that over doesn't hit. You think? Hmm? Are you sure? You think? I think both of the offenses are pretty decent. Like, I, I actually think Montreal on the money line at plus one... 20 is not a bad idea, but I like the over, over one plus 105. Like uh, Minnesota can't defend, Montreal can't defend, and the goaltender, like Gustafson's a good goaltender, but like Montreal, yeah. like Montreal's scores, like I think I would, I would bet the over. I might even bet Montreal money line. I don't hate that money line call. Montreal's played tough. Um, uh, yeah, I'll look at that over for sure. Um, I know we mentioned Arizona. Prior, um, Logan Cooley. Cooley looks. He looks bigger than I thought too. Yeah, Barrett Hayton yet to hit the score sheet. I'm hoping he uh, can get can get going. Uh, they need him to get going. So, yep. <laughs> Schmaltz started off strong. That's good. He needs yeah. that. Yep, and Keller. Yep. Um. Uh, I my my one thing with them I would say is Michelli has been very quiet. So I'm not yeah. sure if last year was just a massive fluke or no. um or it just he's been quiet and you know by low. But it's Fine. worth noting that he's done nothing. But he he was on I think he played more second line minutes last year. He is now on the third line just because of the additions they've made and I think that he's on with Bustad and Kraus, so it's not a great offensive line. That's my yeah, opinion. I guess. I mean like I do like how they um, hung to so that's they lost, but that's I think that's a, like I hate moral victories, but I think that's one. What with the Rangers yesterday? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I hear that. And, you know, it was definitely a quality outing. Um, yeah. Don't know why they started Ingram instead of Vizmelka. Don't think that was smart, even though you're like you're playing the Islanders tonight. Like, the Islanders can't really score either. Ingram, Ingram's solid, I, I think. he's not Right, but, but Vizmelka's better than he is. Like, if Vizmelka's in, in, in that for them, there's a, a viable chance they win that game. Especially the way they... it played out. But I think they played it out where Vimelka would match up with this, where they could have a higher chance of winning versus Sorokin and Shesterkin are practically interchangeable. Like it's not like oh, it's a better goalie matchup, so now you have the better goaltender, so you win. No, no, no. I, if I have the better goaltender, I win. Like at this point, it's pick your poison. You just try to win the first game because everyone's fresh. Now everyone's tired, and he's fresh, so I, it just doesn't make sense to me. I'm talking about opposing offenses. Like you're, you're putting your oh, best in goal. that sense. Yeah, but 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 they're not fresh. That's the problem. Like now everyone's tired on your team. So like, okay, maybe it's going to be a two-one game also tonight, and they're just Arizona's not going to be able to score because they're gassed. I mean, at least they don't have to travel. 
but you'd rather have your best goalie on a second next back. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, I guess. Uh, Nashville, uh, predictably so, where I thought they'd be. Yeah, they beat Tampa. Oh no, they didn't beat Tampa. I'm sorry, they lost yeah. Tampa. Nash. Seattle. Yeah, yeah, that was horrible. <laughs> so uh, with with Nashville, I would say they. So I get what you were saying, like a bunch of young guys taking a step. But like ultimately, I still stand by it, is like the young guys are still developing. They're too young. They like they don't have the real depth, experience depth to like withstand the rigors of a long grinding eighty two game season. Um. Yeah, like I, I, I definitely understand where you're coming from in terms of like, oh, they could surprise, but I still don't think like this is going to be an amazing year for Predators fans. No, I, 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 I didn't think they were going to surprise. I just like three some of their young guys. Um, I, I have them out of the playoffs, but I think, uh, like I, I like Parson in a lot. I like, um, I mean, mm. Evangelistas, whatever. But I think he played well last year uh he's not yeah, tommy novak or tomasino and yeah i like those guys uh Sisson's an older player but he's played well um uh, yeah i mean whatever i mean saros has played well yeah and, i was uh, glad to see cody glaston get it, that there were that that didn't end up like it looked a lot worse i think yeah um yeah i mean not too much more to say about that um, do you think do you like that? Oh, speaking of overs, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't see anyone on the team who like I really love. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I was gonna ask mm-hmm. if you like that over. I, think what? I was wondering if you like the over in uh Edmonton versus Nashville, which is kind of a good segue because I want to talk about the Pacific. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Who's starting tonight? Skinner or Campbell? Uh, it's uh, Campbell's expected. I don't think it matters. <laughs> they both I stink. Mean, Skinner's definitely better than Campbell, in my opinion. Um, We're not showing it. I I lean over. Definitely, like they're not losing to Nashville. That would just be an embarrassment. More than has already happened. Um. Like, I would say, yeah, the over, I, I like that over, uh, six and a half. Like, yeah, this, this game kind of gives me like a five, three Edmonton win type. Yeah. Um, so we, yeah, we can shift there and we can start off with the Oilers. Um, they, okay. similar issues, I would say to, uh, Toronto, but without as much offense, their defense, I mean, the first game they didn't have back home, but I don't think he makes a difference in that game. And I'm maybe not. I mean, he makes probably makes a four instead of eight. Um, maybe Vancouver is just that much better, but I don't think they're so. Not, they're not. I mean, for, first and foremost, I will say Evan Bouchard is awesome. This guy is a beast. This guy, like, I really believe he could win the Norris, possibly even this year. Um, he he's a cannon and like 
you need to get him in fantasy. Like, he's so good. Dot's machine. And he's good two-way. Like, I love it. I love the player. Um, he's five shots in each game. Um, you said Evander Kane you were concerned by. Um, I I think that... I don't know what Jay Wilcroft's thinking. Because right now the lines are set up. Um... I think he has dry. He stacked the first line, and that just doesn't make sense. Like you have depth to work around having Drysaitel and like like Drysaitel and McDavid all on all on three different lines. I would probably put Kane with Nugent Hopkins um, to to kind of make that third line be solid. But like the point of having Connor Brown and Zach Hyman and Warren Fogle and Dylan Holloway will actually do something this year the point of having these guys is you not Colin like is like when you're planning your roster are you not like collapse are you coaching this team yeah like, I this, uh, doesn't, this doesn't make sense yeah I well first I want to address the Bouchard thing he's owned in 99% league so Trade for him, Probably, like, yeah. I'm, I'm serious. Uh, like, I think the the valuation only will go up as the season goes on. Like, some people might be like, "Oh yeah, like I'm getting, I'm turning on a positive return on asset based off of where I drafted him." This guy is a stud. Like, you, no. he probably was drafted in the third or fourth round in most leagues. I would pay possibly a second round value for him. Like, I really believe in the guy. Um, and I think you can get him still for less than he, in fact, is worth. I don't know about that. <laughs> they get on a power play a lot, and he's part of it. It'd be a hard sell, but uh, to get him off a team. Look, but uh, I, I, I know the line is do or not do. There is no try, but do your best. <laughs> in reality, that defense, that the group is horrible. Uh, <laughs> it just, it ain't gonna get it done. They need more effort from the forwards to play better defense. They just have horrible backside responsibility. They have horrible gap control. Whatever you you name it, they're bad at it. Um, they're bad at pinching, etc. That offensive group needs to get going, including Evander Kane. I don't know what just need to not let in everything. And our goaltenders need to change jerseys, get new goaltenders. Um, that they ain't gonna get it done. I mean, that that's a little bit of a harder sell. I mean, I mean, just... I mean, I mean, like you could go and try to work something out and go get like Sergey Borowski from Florida. But I mean, I'm not sure that's better. Uh, I'd say it's better, but. Maybe it doesn't matter in front of that defensive group. That defensive group. That, that's that's more along the lines of what I'm thinking. Is like, do you really have such high expectations with Brett Kulak's in your decor? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, and, and it's. Uh, I mean, I don't know what they do to fix it. I just think uh, you're right in terms of stacking the lines is probably not the best case, but I think uh, the. Um, coaches like we need goals to offset anything that happens tonight. Yeah, just send out gonna... the boys. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I just, just don't, don't think, think that... I don't think they're putting. They're, they're not. They're they're not 
lining up in a position to succeed. They're lining up in a position to not lose, and that's not a winning strategy. Yeah, I don't think that's the way to go, even if you're 0-2. They're over. They're more overacting more than we are. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I'm uh, sure they're. I'm sure like Edmonton fans are panicking. Yeah, which could be the same. Which could the same could be said for Seattle. Um, I'm um, not not feeling great. I mean, I I think it's different because one team has Connor Mc performed last year, and while you and I both believe that Seattle is going to only get better this year. Like, you know, Beniers is in, you know, he could be, he has a sophomore slump. You still have, you know, guys in your starting lineup who I'd never heard of. Like, I don't know who Ty Carty is. Um, like, there's definitely, like, you look at the decor, and I love Dunn, and I think Alexiak and Larson are quality guys, and Dublin and Schultz are good in the right role. But, like, I, I mean, like, some people like Will Borgen. I don't really think he's that great. Um like this team still has holes and you know, if they fall back and they don't make the playoffs, I don't think anyone's going to fall over in shock and be like, they'll be disappointed, but they'll be like, okay, it's our third season. Like we're building something in Edmonton. McDavid's a free agent in three years and um, you can't really trade him. There's no like real way to win a McDavid trade. You, I mean, then you can go and get a bunch of picks like, you know, NBA teams do and you're living on a prayer, but like, I don't think, I, I think like there will little be riots in Edmonton if you trade McDavid, and like his contract coming to an end, and uh, you have Toronto waiting in the wings, and I'm sure a lot of other teams like you have 31 other teams lining up and getting ready to be like Connor, please play for us, please, please, please. You know, you know, and they're just like you know looking at looking at you like a child, looking at him like a child, and be like, oh please, like this is why our city is amazing, uh, and like it's Edmonton, it's not the you know most glorious place to play. You have three years left to McDavid, guaranteed, and there's all bets are off afterwards. The sense of urgency is massive right now. In Seattle, the sense of urgency is not nearly as much. Um, but yeah, like Grubauer has not looked amazing. I'll say that. No. Um, and they can't score. They're not scoring goals. And yeah, and they're not scoring. I mean, the tan of injury is not great, but he's a depth guy for you. Um, right. What happened to Chris Drieger? Like, is he like not a viable option for them? Like, like if like he's last year of his deal, if he's not working for you, you should trade him. I'm more con- I'm not that concerned about. I mean, I, I I agree. I'm just more concerned about the offense. I'm not gonna belabor the goalie situation. I just think the offense is the the main. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think also it's early with Seattle. Like, it doesn't look great, but they have a lot of quality guys. I think, you know, Burkowski, he's just coming back after not playing last year, basically. And um, Schwartz, I think, was hurt last year, too. Like, I, I'm not panicking yet. Seattle. If I'm Edmonton, I'm panicking. I'm not panicking about the Kings. Uh, let's just say that. Um, yeah, goalies. I mean, goalies, I will agree. Goalies situation, yes. Could I mean, it's problem. subpar. Uh, and, you know, as, you know, we forecasted, you know, we're just so smart. Um, the the Cam Talbot is old. And Phoenix Copley is not on, on starting caliber. 
he's unproven at a minimum and some would say he's just not it but yeah i wouldn't panic if i were them because they're the team that can mask their mistakes and you know like they'll be fine i mean it's not ideal to lose both of your games one in extra time and one just in regulation but that being said you know it's not like they, they they play Colorado. That's a hot tough game, and they play Carolina. That's a tough game. There's not really yeah. much to panic about. No, they're gonna play the Jets tonight, and I'm actually it's honestly it will probably be a great matchup. Dubois, and, you know, the first showing of the trade. Let's see how that work plays out. At Los Angeles will probably win, um, especially with that turnstile deep that is in Winnipeg. Um, but you know, that's actually a game I'd love to watch tonight. Yeah, that's a good one. Revenge game for both sides. Uh, yeah. San Jose talked about facing the Carolina Hurricanes tonight. They're oh one and one. Don't have a lot of opinions on that except for what we already the mentioned. Ken Lockwood is God. Yeah, he looks like a god. Um, they're uh, well. Why did play- New Jersey just let him walk away? I don't understand. Like maybe he needed a fresh start or something. But like this guy looks awesome. Yeah, but he also, like, he has some awful, awful stretches. But, like, he got, you literally had the solution to your problems, and you let him walk away for nothing. I don't think he's... he's better than Vanacek, and he's better than Schmid, 100%. He's not better like, than both. Even not getting... overreacting. I, he's I, not I really than... believe, I really believe that he's still got a lot left in the tank. And, like, he's also young. He's not better than those guys, though. I'm, I mean, look, I'll agree to disagree. I think Blackwood's going to – this is going to – this signing will prove to be fruitful for them. He's going to be the starter, but I think, by the end of the month because Kakanen's, let's say, mundane is a good word. Um, yeah. <laughs> and um, I think he's a restricted free agent after this year. He might be a UFA. No, he's turning 27 in, in December, so he should be a UFA after this year. This guy's going to get traded, and San Jose's going to get back some stuff for him because he's good. Yeah. He's, he... I'm willing to be proven wrong. He'll, okay. yeah, and then he'll, said he'll get traded if he goes to contender and does well. Look, he's 27. He could have a lot left in the tank. I'm willing to be proven wrong. Goys have gotten good in 27 before, so um, he'll get a better spotlight. Uh, um, I don't know where he'll end up, but yeah, he'll probably that has fans that watch them. Exactly. Um, Anaheim, I, I don't know. Oh, they get, is, I know Carlson's, I don't know if he even played. No, he's, he's injured. He hasn't played. Um, I, I think so I saw that. He's, he, I think he, he's, he'll, he'll play soon, but um, I don't know. I, like, like he just hasn't played yet. What I wrote down for Anaheim is thanks for showing up. I don't know how they beat Carolina. That's more Carolina loss than Anaheim won, but it was con- in convincing fashion. They won six to three. Um, yeah. Like I, I as I, I, you know, as we talked about at the beginning of the show, Drysdale, like him, grab him, find him, do what you need to do if it makes sense for your roster, especially if you need D, if you need power play points. Um, um, oh, just back to San Jose. I forgot to say, um, why hasn't Coach Sure played yet? Is he how injured is he? He's on IR. I don't know how injured he is, but 
he has not played. Mm-hmm. Like that also, um, like that's a guy who I, I think he might get traded this year. He is yeah. three more years left after this one and he's still good, I think, but you know, no, he'll, he'll, he'll get just, Yeah. Um, and, and the number's eight. That's not crazy for a quality player like him. It's a lower body yeah. injury. Um, it seems like it's day to day, I guess. Um, I, I mean, it's, it was week to week a month ago. Um, He's probably close. Yeah. Um, but back to Anaheim. Yeah, back to uh, Anaheim. Like, I, I mean, like, the, this is the, – they're trying to, you know, get out of the cellar. I'm skeptical that they will. I mean, maybe they'll pass San Jose. Maybe they'll pass Edmonton. I get – no, I'm kidding. But, like, you know, I think their ceiling is six or seventh in the division still. And, like, things were showing up, and it's a developmental year, and you just got to do your best to fashion your players into being the best. And it seems like they're succeeding at that. So good on them. Yeah, they can get some quality wins like they did against uh, a contender. And, you know, it's a building block. So, yeah, I'm, right. I'm agreeing. Uh, Calgary. Um, Marshroom looks not great. Um, yeah, this is not looking to – like. That looks to be the fatal flaw in the roster. Yeah, I don't um, have. Like, I don't can have he? Can he? Can he rebound? Can like? I, I I mean, like, what do you do if Markstrom just doesn't? He just lost it. He can't get it back. Do you trade him? Is can you trade him? Do you just put Vladar in Markstrom the sunk cost? Like, I don't even know what to do. Like, he he has two more years. Two more years after this one, at six million dollars, it's not a simple fix. No, because it's. He's played good, and then he'll let in a terrible goal. It's it's weird. So I don't know what the solution is there. Um, Vancouver looks stronger defensively. They look electric right off the bat on the power play. Uh, for starters, um, Rick Tockett for Jack Adams. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this team looks totally different. I'm very impressed. Yeah, their their lineup has come out, and they're not going to change a thing. Um, and Brock Besser had to return. He looked he they like last season. That's in the rear view, and holy hell, let's go! Yeah, um, I mean, so, I hope I hope you you know you got him in you know the eighth or ninth round, wherever he was going, because like that's going to pay off. Actually, he was a free agent. I picked him up. Yeah, so hopefully they could get Carson Susie back too sooner than later. Yeah, I mean, hopefully that won't be so long. Um, yeah. Like otherwise, you know, like that's that's pretty much what I got to say. Um, like I I I still think that obviously I don't think Vancouver's <clears throat> play is totally sustainable. Um, I think that they they definitely need to figure out some like I maybe they think Mark Friedman's going to be a contributor. I mean, I don't think he's really shown much more than a part time six defenseman. But, you know, um, I think it's going to be interesting to see how this Garland discourse plays out because he clearly wants out and they clearly want to get rid of him. It's just figuring out how this happens. Um, I would say uh, one guy that sticks out that I did not think would stick out is uh, Dakota Joshua. He looks like he's in a good spot. He's gotten better up. Looks like he just got better in the offseason as far as uh, stick handling and finding good areas in the ice. He's not just like a big dude that hits dude hits other guys. 
Um, yeah. So I mean, so, so, so I don't know why Di Giuseppe, Giuseppe is on second line on daily faceoff. Um, he's not a top six forward, but that being said, their bottom six actually looks pretty good right now. Yeah. In, in the setup, like you have the bottom line of Stadnica, Lafferty, and Hoglander, that's a disruptor line. Like they're not like a massive hitting, like they're going to intimidate you, but that line can for sure score. And yeah. Bavili- I, like maybe I would flip Bavillier and Di Giuseppe, and then Joshua Suter and Di Giuseppe is your their fourth line. I, I kind of like that. Um, but like, even so, I look at this defense and I'm like, eh. Like, yeah. Th- th- this team could be better than expected for sure. Um, and, you know, uh, Thatcher Demko uh, maybe put in a small bet for him to win the Vezina because, you know, he's really good. Yeah, no, I like that call. I was going to say he looks strong in the, in the early going. Just like you were saying, like pretty good bet if they can. Yeah, uh, make... I, and and also the Bluger Mikheyev and Bluger Mikheyev and Pullman are still all injured, and um, oh yeah, that could only make things you know simpler for them. Yeah, now if Mikheyev can get back, I don't know how long he's supposed to be out, but if they can get him back, that would just make him burn faster. Uh, he's on LTIR. Oh no, he was on he was on LTIR last year. Um, yeah. This season, let me see if I could quickly find out. I thought it was a knee, but um, uh, he's out a knee injury. He's cleared yeah. for contact as of yesterday, so I wouldn't say it's imminent, but he'll probably be back in the next couple of weeks, and that'll that'll add another dynamic punch because. That guy is a speed demon, and he just needs to be able to tap pucks him. Right. Also, also phenomenal penalty killer. Lastly, we got Vegas. They look like they forgot that there's a hangover possibility. Um, I think it's more of they are fully healthy, a full lineup, and they were not at all last year. So, I think it's more they played teams that are all playing terribly. You got to give them credit. <laughs> they played Seattle, San Jose, and Anaheim. Yeah, of course they're three and zero. I mean, I mean Seattle, fine, but like, it, it, you know, both two things to be true: Seattle struggling to score and struggling to stand out as like an actual quality team, and Vegas is healthy. I agree; like things yeah. do look fine, but and you got to give credit where credit's due. They beat who the teams who they played. It's kind of the same thing with Boston that we talked about, like. Yeah, light schedule, but they won. And that's all you can ask, beat who you're playing. Um, that being said, like they're playing Dallas tonight. They're going to lose tonight. Mark my words. I, I, I really believe Dallas is going to beat them, you know, especially after how last season ended for Dallas. Uh, they're, they're not losing tonight. That being said, and they, Dallas, yeah. and, and it's pretty much even odds. It's I have Dallas at minus 115 and Vegas at minus 105, from what I'm looking at. That being said, Petrangelo has been out, so I guess not fully healthy. So defensively, and they, I don't think – I wonder if – I think they're missing a couple guys in defense. But, um, yeah, they were missing McNabb, I believe. Oh. Um, but they they don't have Petrangelo back yet. So the defense is a little thin, but still quality. Uh, they got a couple young guys out there. 
Um, yeah. Guys have been playing stuff. I mean, I, I still stand by what I said. Hangover's coming. Like, it's kind of like, you know, for those who, for, for those who drink, um, when, sometimes, you know, the way to fix a hangover is drink more, but eventually you're going to have one. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know about this team. I'm, I, I'm, I'm sticking, I'm sticking with it. Not making the playoffs. Okay. Injuries aside though, you know, like injuries aside, they look great. I granted, no. but like, if the hangover comes, there's no you. way. There's no way. All right. <laughs> like, uh, I, I, like I, and and Marti- Alec Martinez is injured and White Cloud's injured. So, like, they yeah. have injuries, and I think they're going to pile up more and more. All right. I like it. Ending on a hot take. Um, we'll wrap there. Uh, went a little late, right. but uh, that's all right. We got a lot of overreaction, even reactions, possibly underreaction, but uh, – yeah, give us a follow, give us a listen, let us know your takes. And read and read Joe's article on sportsethos.com about um all of the uh, takeaways from the first week of the season. Gotta get the plugs in. Please do. Um yeah, and then uh yeah, give us your takes on your teams. We'd love to hear those. Um, but with that, we'll uh we'll wrap it up. We'll end there. All right. Have a great evening, everyone, and uh, can't wait to speak with you again soon. Bye-bye now.